1: following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like especially when it comes to your love of sports entertainment and even your own morning culinary experiences viewer and listener discretion is advised you really want to sit there and believe that tom brady feels this moral obligation to help out ab because he wasn't brought up with a silver spoon in his mouth not for me you call these bagels it's bagels
2: and bad beats with scott wetzel (laughs) Peace. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Monday, November 2nd. Sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls, 844 843 6879. Again, that's toll free, 844 843 6879. You want to follow me on Twitter? Send the tweet. It is @opposite, at O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks. That's O P P O S I T E. Pix P I C K S. Email me. Go to the website, oppositefix.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well again right here. It is a Monday, Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Well, down go the Patriots, surviving the survivor pools. Jets hit a new low. When will these coaches ever learn? Lions continue to be first while last at the same time. Steelers win the Battle of the North, two at a time in Miami. Saints are thanking the gods. Bears with a puncher's chance. Comeback in Denver, day full of bad beats in college football. Shocking news from stanky land. How's this possible? Super Bowl to a dud and home sweet home could be eliminated. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets. Right here again on a Monday, Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Yes, it was a busy, busy couple of days. There is a ton of stuff to get to, including a big slate of NFL, including Philadelphia's win last night as we survived the survivor pool. Did not look good. Uh, Ben DiNucci, starting at quarterback for the Dallas Cowgirls last night, he was as awful as you would think. Yet they still led at 1.97 in the third quarter. Man, you talk about a frustrating win, but Philadelphia does prevail. Yours truly uh, survives in the survivor pool, uh, <clears throat> and we move on. But uh, a lot of others did not with a couple of big upsets yesterday, including Green Bay going down to defeat, and uh, Tennessee getting knocked off by Cincinnati as well. A lot of college football news. We'll recap the uh, 2 tags uh, line, which was not good for the Dolphins game anyway. Well, this coming up on a uh, Monday morning right here. Yours truly Scott Webster City Inn, taking you right up until 7 a.m. time. you for that beach. On third and goal to the end zone. Touchdown. Ooh. There is a flag. Catch made by Devontae Parker.
2: Devontae Parker is going to motion in. And again, this prevents the the press man. And as soon as he turns around, look at that. Wow. Great concentration. He takes the hit.
1: Never has a quarterback played so poorly, yet what a football game. Amazing. amazing as a beats on this Monday morning, 13 past the hour. Uh, Fox Sports over the ball there as uh, the Miami Dolphins do, in fact, beat the uh, L.A. Rams 28-17, breaking in the Tua Tags' ear, I suppose, with a victory. Uh, they actually trailed 7-0 thanks to Tua screwing up, but uh, they do prevail not because of Tua. Boy, he was just. Awful. He he was everything I told you he would be. Yet they still won the game. I, I don't know how. Well, I do know how. Their defense scored a touchdown. You know, it, it was a 14 point swing as the Rams are driving. And uh, Jared Goff, who just sucks. Boy, I, I don't know where the Jared Goff is from two years ago that took the team to the Super Bowl. But he is long, long gone. You talk about a guy transgressing. But that that is him. So he gets sacked, loses the ball picked up by Van Winkle, uh, and he rumbles uh, 80-plus yards, 88 to be exact, and the Dolphins all of a sudden have a uh, 14-7 lead. Rams punt the football next time out, and the Dolphins return the punt for a touchdown, and all of a sudden it's a 21-7. And then the Dolphins get the football back a third time, leading to a short touchdown run by Gaskins. And just like that, I I mean just like that, it was twenty-eight to seven, and basically the ball game over. They win at twenty-eight to seventeen. But really, that that's the minor picture. Although at this point, you know they are four and three, and, and, and uh, then the battling for a playoff spot. As a Dolphin fan, I'm happy about that third straight win. Uh, Rams uh, four first half turnovers, though. So any kind of not evaluating process about Tua. But, uh, you know, he was not dropping back the pass 40 times because he didn't need to. He was 12 of 22 for 93 yards with the one touchdown pass that capped off their first drive. No interceptions. That was good. Was only sacked the one time. But, again, he wasn't dropping back the pass. And when he was, uh, they were doing a pretty good job making the pass route short. They, they was not throwing the ball deep. I don't know what his deepest pass was, but uh, it wasn't very good as far as the completion is concerned. Well, all you need to know, he threw for 93 yards. He had 12 completions for 93 yards. So he's, he, you know, he's averaging about eight yards of completion there. So they kept it real, real conservative. Now, whether that's because they weren't comfortable with him or they were just going to do that no matter what, or the fact that the Dolphins had a big lead right from the get-go, and they didn't need to throw the football down the field. They needed, you know, the defense was, was playing so well that uh, you know, they didn't put him in a position where we need to score here, we need to do this, and you know, none of that stuff. So, not even just before halftime, it was the Rams football. Uh, and and I got to tell you, when he did play, maybe it's, uh, you know, he, he's being uh, hurt by Bobby Bear Jr. And, and and Joe Burrow. But when you look at the other rookie quarterbacks, i.e. those two, and these guys are throwing for three touchdowns like it's no big deal at all, then you watch, you know, uh, two of Tags. And, and, and there is a national love affair for this guy. It is just amazing how people are going to point to him and think he's the greatest thing in the world. I mean, they were going gaga in the broadcast yesterday because he completed a 10-yard pass. They were like, oh, my God, look at the direction of that. Look at the accuracy of that. And I'm watching the game of my like it, it was a 10-yard pass, for goodness sakes. It wasn't a 30-yard down and out. It was, it was a 10-yard pass right over the middle. You can't throw any. You can't have an easier completion than that, for goodness sakes. So there is this love affair for, for Tua. I, I don't know what it is because, you know, generally, you know, Alabama is regarded as uh, not necessarily the villain, but, you know, there's always one, you know, dominant team out there, and it's been Alabama, obviously. So anyone pertaining to Alabama, you root against or you, you don't perceive as a, you know, a, a great player or whatever the case may be, you know, but but it's, he's put in, in a bad light. and And as soon as he's put on a Dolphin uniform, he's the greatest thing in the world, so – um, God bless him for that standpoint, but he was awful yesterday. I mean, you talk about again a quarterback that looked overmatched when you see uh Justin Herbert throwing for you know one touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns again yesterday, and you see Joe Burrow throwing for again three touchdowns. I mean, then you watch you know two with uh, tags play, and it's it's like men against boys. I, I, I mean. You know, again, the Dolphins won in spite of him. He did not look good at all. He looked completely overmatched. You know, I don't know if that'll change next week, but, you know, it may, maybe just one-week jitters. It was not an easy game against the Rams. I told you last week, I think that this was the dumbest game that they could have started him just because it that, the Rams' defensive front. Again, you know, it, everything worked out perfectly uh, for Miami with their defense playing great. Boy, that's as good a Dolphin defensive performance all things considered in a long, long time. But anybody, anybody taking this is the greatest thing in the world for Miami. And this is going to be to his team. And Fitzpatrick, see you later. Uh, not not the case. They will not win very many games with him playing as poorly as he played. And, and again, to me, he just looked overmatched. And, and you know. What you, what you mean by that, you need to really watch the games to understand, but just little 10-yard out. Now, he had a bunch of players drop passes. I will say that, to be fair, in the first half. A lot, you know, he had two or three guys just right in their hands just drop passes. But simple 10-yard out plays that he wasn't hitting, that, that that he was just throwing behind the guy or at their feet. I mean, if if you watched Dallas last night with Ben DiNucci, uh, that was two attacks really, if you switched uniforms, you would not know which one was quarterbacking James Madison last year and which one was quarterbacking Alabama except that one's a righty and one's a lefty. That's how bad Tua was if you watched last night's Dallas Cowboys game um uh, just completely overmatched and now it'll be interesting not that it you know not that the Dolphins could have uh drafted Kyler Murray, but he's got Kyler Murray next week. Then he's got Justin Herbert the following week, and they could have drafted him. You know, but don't forget the Chargers took Herbert after the Dolphins took Tua. Uh, and then you got Drew Locke, who the Dolphins also could have drafted the uh, year before. So next three games are all, you know, quarterbacks that if the Dolphins really wanted, uh, they, they could have drafted all three of these guys when everything is said and done. Now, they weren't ever thinking seriously about Murray, I don't think. Uh, and I don't know about Locke either, but, you know, both, you know, first round draft choices. So all three of these next will be, you know, the litmus test for, for two attacks. And uh, but the Dolphins win. And I tell you, if you're a Rams fan, Jerry got He was just awful between him and Carson Wentz. We got a pretty good poll up uh, today. I think we're going to do pretty well as far as uh, the voters are concerned, uh, which big time NFL quarterback is playing the worst this season. So I put the the Rams Jared Goff up there. I put the New England's Cam Newton, and I put the Philadelphia's Carson Wentz, and then the proverbial other. And there are a bunch of others that you could throw up there. We got a couple already for for Kirk Cousins. Um, so, but I, that's a pretty good poll question. Go to opposite picks and get your vote in, uh, and let me know what you think. Uh, but I, I put Jared Goff on it because he he was just, you know, it's one thing to be throwing, you know, behind receivers and, and different things like you know overshooting receivers. But you know, really, for a quarterback, it's the decision process. It's why are you throwing, you know, third and three, and you're throwing a bomb, uh, or, or you are throwing behind the wide receiver, or you're taking a sack when you don't necessarily need to take a sack, or you're not scrambling for the first down when you should be scrambling for the first down. It's those type of decisions that really, you know, make me scratch my head about some of these quarterbacks, including Wentz last night and and uh, and Jared Goff yesterday afternoon. Man, just just bad decision after bad decision. How did this guy, you know, lead this team to a Super Bowl a couple years ago? And and, and same thing with Wentz. And uh, listen, I know it's Nick Foles that ended up finishing up that season. But, you know, Wentz did play the first uh, 10 or 11 games, whatever it was. I mean, you watch these two guys play, and they're not even close. Not even close to what they were. Wentz making dumb decision after dumb decision last night against Dallas. He made the Dallas Cowgirls defense look like the greatest thing since the 75 Pittsburgh Steelers, for goodness sakes. I mean, just brutal last night, even though they did get the victory. So um, don't be too excited, Dolphin fans, fellow Dolphin fans. Uh, but they do get to win the win to recruitment the fourth right. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, look at some of these other games, some of the crazy results, upsets, galore, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and everything else. All coming up. That means something.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Try my disgusting bagel. Yeah, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wexler. It's a lot more confident. Showing
1: blitz, here they come again, and look out, and down he goes. Ball is out again, and the Eagles, on what appears to be a live ball, McLeod is going to take it all the way to the end zone. Safety blitz, you're going to bring it right out of the middle, and nobody ends up blocking T.J. Edwards. So you've got one more than you can block, and at that point, Danucci has to know that thing has to come out immediately.
2: Rally and get together here and move on for Pittsburgh. But uh, just a tough ball game. Just, uh, you know, had some really fine individual performances, uh, things that we could build off of. But uh, we, we took a step in the right direction in a number of areas and uh, felt a number of components of our football team also improved.
1: Bagels and Bad Beats on a Monday morning. Here's Julie Scott Wetzel taking it to 7 a.m. Eastern time. That was uh, NBC with the call and then uh, Dallas Cowgirls head coach Mike McCarthy afterwards. Well, I tell you what, he Talk about a guy just thrilled that his team didn't give up uh, you know a gazillion points again. That that was that was Mike McCarthy. That's what he was referencing to. Uh the fact that um, you know, his team did not give up, you know, 30-40 points uh, like they normally do. They do lose 23-9. Uh, the fall to two and six. Now a game and a half back in the first place, Eagles who are three, four, and one. Well, that was as bad. Boy, you you talk about the Dolphins win playing as poorly as they did, or at least their quarterback, you know, Carson Wentz, not a whole heck of a lot better. 15 of 27 for 123 yards last night for Carson Wentz. Two interceptions, sacked four times, rushed about four other times, if not even more than that. I, I mean, and again, just some of the dumb play calls from both of these teams. I mean, the Eagles... Their offensive line is just a train wreck. I, I mean, it has got, you know, third stringers there from Topeka high playing, and there are the Eagles trying to throw bombs when you need, you know, a good four or five seconds for the quarterback and for the wide receiver anyway to, to get down the field and allow the quarterback time to throw the football, and they're trying to throw long passes. It's just, It's the Dallas Cowgirls, for goodness sake. They stink. Just run the ball down their throat or throw some short passes. I mean, they did nothing on offense, Philadelphia. They scored on their opening possession. Looked like it was going to be a blowout, and then they scored the one defensive touchdown, as you heard there. Other than that, they had one other touchdown. I, I mean, just awful. And then Ben Denucci. Oh my goodness! Uh, listen, I had nothing against this guy. He was playing for James Madison last year, and, you know, basically the one AA player of the year. He sucks. I mean, he was just awful, you know. And again, I don't get it. They had one drive in which they took the lead in which they ran every single play, every single play, and they went right down the field. You think they would just go to the sidelines and say, "Hmm, you know what, we got I don't know, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL. We could just give him the football 30 times today and, and see how well we do. Or we could have Ben DiNucci throw 40 times. I mean, Ben DiNucci is throwing 40 times. And and the final score may be a two-score game, but this was not a two-score game throughout. This was a one-score game throughout. And Dallas was actually leading for a decent portion of this game because they took a 9-7 lead into halftime. So at no point were they down two until that strip-sack fumble you just heard there with about five minutes left so that there was no need for them to be throwing like they're down two or three scores all these times. I mean, you know, they ran for 133 yards, the average nearly four yards to carry nothing great, but still, you know, it's, it's not like they were being shut down. Uh, Zeke averaged, uh, you know, three and a half yards a pop, nothing again, great, but not like he was absolutely positively shut down. I would have challenged my offensive line. So here we go. You know, what? I'm, I'm running three straight times. If you can't get 10 yards three straight times uh, against this Eagle defense, which has been given up much like the Cowboys defense, you know, a ton of points, then then so be it. Uh, you know, we got Tony Pollard. He's averaging nearly six yards a carry, 40 yards on, on seven attempts, and yet they're throwing and throwing every – and then they had all these trick plays last night. You know, even Chris Collinsworth and, and, uh, uh, and the guys brought it up last night. Well, you know, you got a rookie quarterback who's got to be shaking in his boots, and now Dallas is trying to run a bunch of trick plays. They had one drive in the first half. They moved the ball right down the field, and then they tried, like, a double reverse option pass. What are you doing that ended up losing, like, 18 yards? I mean, just run the ball. Just do with what you have, and what you have is Ezekiel Elliott. They should have went into that game saying, listen, we got a rookie quarterback who looked awful last week. I mean, he looked awful in the short time that he played. And we're just going to run to Zeke and, and, and Tony Pollard, and if we can't. Like I said, if, if we can't get it done, then we can't get it done. To think Ben DiNucci is going to be thrown for three hundred yards—it's it, it's not the case. And he he looked over, just like Tua looked over. Matt, so did DiNucci. He's throwing sidearm. He's throwing underhanded passes. I mean, what? Well, sometimes you wonder about the difference between college football and the NFL. You watch last night's game; that'll show you the difference with some of these quarterbacks. You know why do some like Burrow and, and Herbert, you know, shine, and others don't, when you could just, you could see it, how slow they are, how, you know, the decisions they make, the direction of the throws and everything else, it just like he, he was completely overmatched. And the fact that they were actually leading in this game, you know, in the third quarter. Uh, you know, if you if you had Philadelphia in your survivor pool, man, you had Audrey yesterday. I mean, just just complete Ajina. All right, Pittsburgh knocked off Baltimore 28-24. Got a lot of great storylines yesterday. You know, second hour, we always kind of take each individual game and, and break it down. But some of the highlights, Pittsburgh wins 28-24. And, and I, I hear people saying it, and I don't, you know, I don't necessarily disagree, but a lot of these quarterbacks are victims of their own success, and Lamar Jackson might be that himself, you know. It's only been in the league a couple of years, just, just, just you know, three years. So the thought that you're going to get today is that he's reached his potential and he's maxed out, and unfortunately, that maxed out is not good enough. Can't win a playoff game. Can't forget about a Super Bowl. You know, loses to the better teams, Kansas City, you know, in Pittsburgh again this year. Uh, he is better than the rest of. Uh, and and even better than, you know, the Houston Texans and, and the Sean Watson, but is he Pat Mahomes? Is he super bowl caliber? Uh, no, you know, that's going to be the prevailing thought today. He turned the ball over four times yesterday, including in, 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 a couple of final minutes when he was trying to, you know, lunge for first down, he was going to come up short anyway, but he lost control of the football. So technically it was a fumble, but in the, in the end, it would have been, you know, uh Pittsburgh ball anyway, because he did not get the first down. It was a quarterback draw. There is this love affair. John Harbaugh, boy, I tell you what. That they are going to get this guy killed. There's no two ways about it. Eventually, he's got. He took a couple of real licks yesterday. That Pittsburgh defense was tough. They hit him a couple of times. So eventually, he's going to, you know, break a leg, tear a muscle, do do something. It's just they are. Uh, But you know, the thinking is he's good enough to beat the best of the rest, but he's not good enough to beat the best of the best. And I, I don't think that's fair for him. Like I said, year three in the league. He's he made great progress from a guy that, you know, some didn't even think was a quarterback winning the MVP and everything else last year. And, you know, is he good enough right now to win a Super Bowl? You know, maybe not. You know, maybe not. He's got to learn to throw the football. He's got to learn to control the ball a little bit more. And it is goofy, you know. Running the quarterback. It's just, it's nice against the lesser teams, but against the better defensive teams like Pittsburgh, which might be the best defensive team in the NFL. So it's not like he's going up against a mediocre defense, but he didn't have the success yesterday, again, with the four turnovers that he's had against the Cincinnati Bungles of the world. You know, against those teams, you could do and run around and look spectacular, but against the real good teams, you know, Kansas City, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, dolphins will he be able to uh you know do all all those things maybe not and so far he has not you know that that's the bottom line couple of interceptions couple of fumbles and ultimately he was given the football a chance for baltimore to win the game in the final few minutes did get him down inside pittsburgh territory inside the 30 yard line but again the fourth down play uh he couldn't get it done and pittsburgh walks away with a nice road win 28 24 and now dolphin fans I must say, you know, I didn't really worry too much about Pittsburgh, but when you look at their schedule the rest of the way, a lot of games left, nine games, and anything can happen. And I and I don't put Pittsburgh in the category of just automatic win. I, I just I just don't. But they got Dallas next week. Uh, if Andy Dalton doesn't come back, there's no way they're losing to Ben DiNucci. They got the Bungles at home the following week. They got the Jaguars, the one-win Jaguars the following week, okay? Then they do have Thanksgiving Day, or Thanksgiving Night, actually, Baltimore again at home. Then they got Washington. They do have at Buffalo, and they do have at Cincinnati, which, you know, say what you want. But the Bungles are actually halfway decent. They're they're, they're capable. Uh, Then they have the Colts at home and then the Browns at home. So where are they losing point B? Are they losing to Dallas? No. they losing to Cincinnati at home? No. they losing to Jacksonville? No. Could lose to Baltimore. Losing to Washington? No. Could lose at Buffalo. I'll throw in a could lose. You know, realistically, they could lose any of those last three, although they, they beat the snot out of the Bungles all the time, but still a division game. And that's a four-letter network game on Monday night, so maybe the Bungles will be all pumped up. So they could lose that. Could lose the Colts at home. And, and, you know, theoretically, I suppose they could lose to the Browns. So they got a, three landmines to close out the, the last four weeks of the regular season, at Buffalo, Colts, and, and Cleveland. But other than that, and then, uh, you know, so they, they got a pretty easy schedule the other games. So uh, not sweating it right now, but Dolphin fans that want to hold on to that undefeated season, just start just just take note because chances are, they're going to be. They're seven and zero now. They're going to be probably ten and zero, barring a major miracle, heading into the Thanksgiving Day game. And at that point, people will start, you know, talking Miami Dolphins the season. So, all right, the eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We will open up the phones here. A lot to get to NFL, college football, some baseball notes as well on a Monday morning. The
2: Newton will keep him. Newton. Oh, he lost the ball. Buffalo takes over. Cam Newton coughs it up with 31 seconds left.
1: Yes, sir. <coughs> CBS Sports with the call there. Uh, One eye and Eagle as uh, we take you on a Monday morning, 40 minutes past the hour. Buffalo knocks off the New England Patriots and Cam Newton 24-21 as the Patriots looking at worst that they're going to tie the game and go to overtime. And Cam fumbles the ball at the Buffalo 15 or so yard line. And instead of with 31 seconds left, like I said, at least really they're at the 12-yard line. At least kicking a field goal to send the game to overtime. They hand the Patriots the loss. They fall to two and five. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so about this Patriot team. Everyone laughed and scoffed when I said they would be six and ten. No way. You know, maybe they don't get the nine wins that Vegas posted the over-under total on. Maybe they're only eight and eight. You know, maybe they don't win the division. Maybe it is Buffalo's or Dolphins' year. Certainly not the Jets. But they're not going to go six and ten, Sky. No way. Yeah, this is just an anti-Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Cam Newton thing, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you're right. You know what? You, ultimately, you may be right because they may not get six wins. They may only get five wins. And hell, if the Jets can, you know, uh, you know, do something, maybe they only get four wins for goodness sake. This team is bad. I mean, this team sucks. Week after week, we're getting like. It's one thing for a team, like the Lions suck, right? We we, we know the Lions stink, right? And the Bungles are the Bungles. Uh, Even the Jets are the Jets. But we are getting historic lows and historic levels of uh, just ineptitude with this Patriot team. Four straight losses now for the first time in 20 years. You realize yesterday, I heard this watching the game, that they scored on back-to-back drives. So what, Scott? What, What does that mean? Do you realize in game number seven of their season, that is the first time in seven games, not one, not two, not three, the first time in seven games they have scored on back-to-back drives, not touchdowns, just any scores. I mean, that again, the historic lows of this Bell, Bill Belichick team is just amazing. Again, you can be two and five and no no big deal like like the Bungles and, and uh, you know, the Lions and stuff. And, and listen, the Lions are creating history as well. But, I mean, this is Bill Belichick. This is the Patriots. They hadn't scored on back-to-back drives in seven games until yesterday. Wow. You know, they only got three touchdown passes all year. Three. I mean, think of the quarterbacks yesterday that did that alone. In one game, and we're talking about, again, seven games. Seven games with three touchdown passes. Cam has more interceptions than he does touchdown passes. He Hell, he's got more turnovers, fumbles, uh, than than, uh, touchdown passes. I mean, he is just a turnover machine. He can't throw the football down the field. His wide receivers are worthless. And, oh, by the way, Patriot fans, do not forget, okay? because we're all going to point to two attacks with the Dolphins. Uh, we're all going to point to uh, Mitchell Trubisky with the Chicago Bears on who they could have had, uh, you know, whether they wanted the uh, uh, Sean Watson or Pat Mahomes, but instead they took Trubisky, you know, and, and the same thing with, with two attacks, you know, Bobby Eber Jr. there was on the card, uh, but the Dolphins choose uh, tags instead of him. So we're all going to point to the obvious ones, but do not also forget you know what, as we watch Jacoby Myers and Damier Bird, who the fudges him, James White and Ryan Izzo, I thought he was a tight end, you know, and, and uh, how about uh, Isaiah Zuber catching passes for the Patriots yesterday? Just know that you know who was available two years ago when it was the Patriots turn to draft right around 28, 29 or so? How about DK Metcalf? Yeah. The guy that's lighting it up for the uh, Seattle Seagulls, guy who uh, hopefully, cross your fingers, won my fantasy uh, game yesterday, he was available. The great genius, the the great talent evaluator, Bill Belichick, passed on him and uh, took Nikhil Harry instead. So this team is just awful, just absolutely awful. And again, hitting historic lows. And Cam fumbles the football. And to his credit, I will say, to his credit, after the game, you know, very humble, my fault, my bad. I got to hold the ball. I got to take better protection of the football. I'm playing poorly, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's too bad this wasn't the Cam Newton from a few years ago. Or As far as uh, too bad this Cam wasn't around a couple of years ago, you know, because if this Cam was around a couple of years ago and was humble and gracious with the media and everything else, people, a lot more people would like him, a lot more. Uh, but you know, he's Belichick said afterwards he's gonna stay a starting quarterback. Why not? Cause Stidham sucks. So what else is he gonna do? Uh but they are not winning very many football games this year. I told you so. I told you so, I told you so. All right, uh eight four 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 eight four three six eight seven nine let's go to the phones here. Uh we'll start with a good buddy Andy in San Antonio. What's up, Andy? How are you this morning? You start off uh big with some bad beats on this Monday morning. My man Scott, how you doing, brother? Not bad, not bad. How are you?
2: Doing good, doing good. Man, I tell you what, that last night's game, man, that was worse than watching paint dry. I mean, that that was horrible. I mean, what? this is what aggravates the crap out of me with Mike McCarthy. This was what got him ran off of Green Bay years ago. What does he have been, Danucci, Denachi, whatever the heck that guy's name is, throwing 40 passes? You know, and it ain't this guy's fault. He had no intention on playing. He had no chance on playing. He thought he was going to ride the bench. Sit there, and collect a nice, easy paycheck, and the next thing you know, bam, he gets thrown in the mix. But what the heck does he have? Him thrown forty passes? Why didn't he sit there? You know, you you hit the nail on the coffin. They should have went into this game. Said Zeke Pollard, "We're gonna run you till your till your tongues hit the floor, and just run him. And they tell your offense line, if you can't beat him, I'm gonna yank. I'm gonna. I'm, you're fired. You run off. I'm, we're gonna get. We're gonna release you." If you can't sit there and beat your man three straight times, and just sit there and run him. why why Zeke didn't have thirty carries and Paula didn't have twelve carries, fifteen carries in this game is beyond me. And actually, I tell you how that's and then the defense looked good. That's how bad Philly is. They made yeah. the Dallas defense who couldn't stop a nosebleed. Made them look good. Now I get that guy Diggs, that 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 rookie cornerback. Um, he's he's playing great. He's he's going to be a solid player. And he's you know, he sat there and sparked and gave it two short fields. But it's I mean, that's how bad Carson Winston fell off. I mean, like I told you on, on Twitter, that, man, he I think he, I think Carson Wentz forgot how to play football. You know, it's his game was horrible to watch. I mean, it was like I mean, I'm the biggest Cowboys fan you can watch, but I was, I was struggling while trying to watch his game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why that he was trying to throw the ball deep. I mean, his wide receivers are all banged up as well. He's getting, uh, you know, rushed on every single play, and he's trying to throw these 30, 40-yard bombs down the field as Carson. I mean, just exactly. really strange play calling from both sides. Uh, just very weird, very weird. And, and I'll tell you, uh, Andy, I, I don't know how bad Gary Gilbert can be, but at least Gary Gilbert played in one of those goofy leagues, whether it was the uh, the USFL or the XFL hey, one hey, or yeah. two. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. The AAF, yeah. So I mean, at least he's got some experience. I mean, how bad can he be if this if Ben Danucci got the start last night versus Gilbert?
2: Exactly. Well, see, a little backstory. He got transferred from Texas Longhorns you know, Gary Gilbert to SMU, and he played. He played good in the AAF or whatever those goofy leagues yep. are. But he 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 sucks. He sucks too. I mean, he at least he has experience. At least he has some experience over this cat, but. That that's a tall tale sign. Maybe they're just trying to get him and worked up in game shape. But I don't I don't know. Yeah, he's only been but with him a couple of weeks, these these two. That. Yeah, these two coaches. These I tell you what, Peterson is going to live off the Super Bowl that Nick Foles won him. Yeah. But he's he's a, he's a he 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 can't coach his way out of paper bag. Neither can McCarthy. I mean, this game this game plan, all these trick plays, all this stuff. It should have been simple. Line up. You tell the defense what we're going to run. We're running towards the A-gap. We're running towards the B-gap. And you stop us. That's what our comes. I mean, that's what he should have done. Who gives a dang? There's no reason why you should have that rookie quarterback. This guy's scared, looks scared, look played, and, you know, throwing 40 times. Horrible. Horrible.
1: Yeah. Good job, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, he, he should have uh, – you know, and he's, you know, the former Green Bay head coach. So, with a little legacy, he should have said, you know what, guys, this past week? Power sweep right. You know, we're going we're gonna to bring back the old Vince Lombardi Green Bay Packers to the Dallas Cowboys. Just power sweep right, power sweep left, power sweep right. I don't care if they put eight men in the box. You know, we'll, we'll do a dink and dunk every once in a while. Maybe we'll even do a little option pass, you know, just to keep those defensive backs laying back a little bit. But otherwise, just run the football, run the football, run the football. And it was a one-score game, like I said, most of the time. So there's no reason why they couldn't have done that. That dopey to me. Uh, Richie in uh, West Virginia. Rich, welcome to Big and Bad Beats. All right, just drop. All right, that's a prank. No problem, Rich. I know he, his, uh, his affiliate there kind of drops a little early for for some strange reason. I'm not exactly sure why they dropped 10 minutes before him, but uh, a bunch of local programs. So not, not a problem. Uh, 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Yeah, watch, watching that game, it just gave you agitant. Just one bad play after another. And uh, wow, that is tough. That was a tough one. After a good day of football, that was a tough one. All right, which uh, big-time NFL quarterback is uh, playing the worst this season? Uh, let's see. What do we got here? How about one Carson Wentz? Maybe it's just a product of uh, you know last night's game being the quickest to our memory. But we got Carson Wentz at forty-nine percent. We got Cam Newton at thirty-nine. We got Jared Goff at nine, and we got the proverbial other at uh, two and a half percent. And uh, a good portion of those, Kirk Cousins leading the way with uh, the the other one. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could have been thrown on there as well. I know one of the guys on uh, the uh, uh, YouTube feed uh, put in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He definitely could be uh, on there. Someone said Daniel Jones. I wouldn't necessarily put Daniel Jones as a big time quarterback, but uh, if, if you want to, you go ahead. And we do got Daniel Jones later on tonight. How about that? The Dallas uh, or the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing here in New Jersey against the, the New York Giants. And you know, the Giants, although, listen, uh, they are starting to, to fall back here a little bit. They're two games back, but if they win, then they're still just basically a game and a half back of first place in the NFC least. How about that? Although Philadelphia now with the three, four and one record, not, not the worst, worst record. I mean, I still believe that the winner of the NFL East uh, is going to get, the uh, NFC East is, is going to get, I, I would think seven and nine, I, I, you know, somewhere along the line, this Philadelphia team's got to put it back into gear. Uh, but if they play like they played last night, I, I don't. You know, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Little pet peeve of mine coming up next. We got a bunch of college football to get to as well, including uh, boy, I got a litany of bad beats uh, in college football in particular. One worse than the other, including that Rutgers Indiana game. It's amazing. I, you know, I'm not talented in a lot of things, but finding when to watch a game. At the right time for something goofy to happen is one of, my, one of my fortes. It really is. I'm flipping the channels yesterday, and I flip on the end of the Rutgers-Indiana uh, Hoosiers football game. And I don't know if you saw the back-and-forth lateral that Rutgers had that they ultimately disallowed. But, boy, that was funny. Uh, and that was not only funny, but it was costly for those who backed Rutgers. So we'll get into that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence Notre Dame, that thing got blown up in smoke. I think Clemson is thrilled about that, uh, believe it or not. And we got some baseball things to get to. Uh, as baseball, there's a story out there, believe it or not, that uh, baseball is at least considering, anyway, having a neutral site World Series, like obviously they did this year with the bubble, all the time. And uh, I would not be happy about that. I, you know what? Uh, I don't like that. At all. I, I don't. So, a lot to get to. Hour number one. Scott Webster sitting in on his uh, Monday morning, 53 past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. A lot to get to right here Big with the Madness. A Monday morning at right, the Vegas report from yesterday's games. Uh, home teams went six and five. Uh, favorites went five and six. Uh, we'll check that. Uh, home teams went six and five straight up, six and five against the spread as well. Uh, favorites went five and six, although we got to add in last night's game. So home teams went s- uh, seven and five. Uh, they went uh, six and six against the spread as Philadelphia did not. Uh, actually, you know what? Philadelphia did cover uh, with that last touchdown. Uh, my bad. Sorry. Well, let's correct this on a fly here. Uh, home teams went 7-5 and five straight up and against the spread. Boy, the, the boys in Vegas must have taken a beating last night on that doubt. I mean, who was putting American money on, on the Cowgirls with Ben Denucci? right? I mean, that line, uh, you know, went all the way up to 9, 10, 11. I saw it at 12. Uh, in some circles and that thing opened up at three and a half. But once they announced that uh, Andy Dalton wasn't starting and Danucci was that that thing shot up and uh, Philadelphia with that last defensive touchdown ended up in a game in which Dallas was winning and, and there was no score uh, points being scored at all in the third quarter. And Philadelphia ends up covering a double digit spread. They win by 14, 29. So home teams go seven and five straight up and against the spread favorites go six and six. Uh, straight up and four and eight against the spread and uh over unders it was seven overs four unders with uh, one push depending on uh, where and when you did your shopping so um probably probably a split day uh, for the boys in Vegas but that Monday night bailout that's the or that Sunday night bailout that's the one that probably killed them. Because anytime you have a pro, you know a heavy favorite like that, uh, and again, who's putting money on Dallas? Even you just—I don't care if you're the biggest cowboy fan in the world, unless you just wanted to go opposite, which I fully understand. I figured Dallas would put up a little bit of a fight, but uh, they actually had a pretty decent chance to win that football game. But in the end, Philadelphia actually covers the spread. Amazing. And trade deadline—you know—we got the election tomorrow. We also have the trade deadline tomorrow. Are the cowgirls buyers or sellers? All right, a lot still to get to. Run down all the games, some college football stuff as well, right here. Vegas and bad beats on Monday. Girls.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital360.